Take-Two takes down fan via mods. A Voxstar community member has been given a DMCA takedown notice by Take-Two for his VR mods in GTA and Red Dead. It's the popular VR mods. Like the, it's what I reference all the time, GTA 5 having third-party VR mods. Mods I did eventually intend to use. Uh, I've downloaded them now, but this is terrible. Like, I cannot imagine that Take-Two or Rockstar is going to make their own VR mod for GTA 5. I know they're making one for San Andreas, but like the one they made for LNUR wasn't all that good. Like it only had some of the missions, I believe. And the San Andreas one is not likely going to be the entire game. But even from a business standpoint, this wasn't particularly popular. And it wasn't really competing with anything Rockstar was doing or Take-Two was doing. It just seems so unnecessary and terrible. Like it just... Poor person spent a fuck ton of time on this and it's just all going to go to waste, you know? Fuck Take-Two, basically. They have no right to do this as far as I'm aware, legally speaking, because they're not using any of their materials from the game or something. It's just a, something separate from the game that interacts with the game. I'd be interested to see if Take-Two would even win a lawsuit against this dude, but of course they don't have the money, you know? It's just bullying. Didn't Take-Two do the same thing to Open 4? They did, but they ended up reversing it because of massive backlash. They've done other things to other modders and stuff that is stuck. It's just been an ongoing thing with Take-Two attacking any mod that gets too successful and that Take-Two feels as potentially competing with them in some respect. Like I always say the 5M stuff with role-playing, Take-Two could attack that so strongly and I wonder what would happen if they did because it's just so popular, all the role-playing stuff. People would be so pissed. Hopefully we never see what happens. GTA 4 and Red Dead Redemption remasters cancelled. So apparently, because of the GTA trilogy being less than amazing and everyone being raging over it and stuff, uh, apparently Rockstar and or Take-Two have shelved the possibility for an original Red Dead Redemption remaster or remake and a GTA 4 remaster or remake. Who knows what they would have done. And when I look at this, I'm like, do I care? GTA 4 holds up really well. The only thing it has is like technical issues. And you could chuck one guy on that for like a weekend just to make the mods a part of the actual game to fix it. The remaster of Red Dead Redemption is probably more important because it was it's much less accessible being only on PlayStation 3 or whatever, right? Because it doesn't even have a PC release. I'm not sure how the emulation is. Maybe the emulation's gotten better. I'm not sure. But obviously it was mainly Grove Street Games or whatever that screwed up the GTA trilogy remaster. Remaster, remake, whatever. And so like they could have just used someone else potentially. And from what I heard, the GTA Trilogy Remaster sold very well. It still sold tens of millions of copies. Like they made their money off it. But I get, maybe this is suggestive that Take-Two Rockstar still to some degree cares about their reputation and didn't want to uh, potentially do it wrong. They didn't want to farm it out and potentially suffer all that backlash again. Or maybe they do actually care and want to do it right, so they'll do it after GTA 6 or something. The upcoming GTA Online updates. The main things being, it reduces the oppressor MK2 effectiveness. Uh, they're adding a convenient way to access snacks and armor. I don't know what that means. Whether it's a gameplay thing or just a place to buy them. Whether you can now go into the interaction menu and buy them when you run out rather than going to stores. But I'm, I'm hoping it's something to do with the actual implementation of them. So you no longer have to do 15 inputs to select a snack or whatever. And that's been long overdue. 
when this update came out, I got tagged in it so much because there were people like, oh my God, they're changing the snacks and the armor. It's, it's happening, man, it's happening. And I am happy. I'm actually somewhat excited even. I'm curious what they're gonna do and I wanna play more GT Online. But I, I mean, I wanted to play more GT Online before this announcement. I wanna go back and do all the DLCs that I've never done. I'm not sure how many that is. I even thought for a while that I might try and get all the achievements or like all the medals in the game. But looking at some of the medals, it's like, get 10,000 headshots. I'm like, uh, I, I, you know, I'm not sure I can make that into entertaining content. Are they also increasing the GTA payouts to reward players more? Apparently it's going to be more even. So you don't need to like grind one thing over and over. You can do other stuff that you actually want to do to farm up money. And apparently they, they're basically abandoning Red Dead Online or something and people are not happy. True Mudahar did invite me to play GT Online. Maybe we can set that up at some point. I would rather do it after I fix my room. Maybe maybe I'll message him in two weeks and be like, hey, so about that GT Online thing. I cannot imagine that Rockstar will ever release an anti-cheat for GT Online. It's just too late. I honestly view these things that they're bringing out now as just an acknowledgement that GTA 6 isn't gonna come anytime soon. Like they've seen GT Online's uh, waning popularity and they're like, oh shit, if we're not getting GTA 6 anytime soon, we gotta do something to keep GT Online relevant, you know? Comparing Red Dead Redemption Online and GTA Online. TGG pointed something out on Twitter, comparing Red Dead Online to GT Online. And GT Online consistently popular, Red Dead Online simply not. And the same with uh, GTA 5 and Red Dead Online. Certainly to some degree, you could argue this is because Rockstar didn't advertise as much. They didn't uh, put out as much interesting content and stuff. But at the same time, clearly Red Dead Online was nowhere near as popular as GT Online. As I've tried to argue, I just don't think it was as good as a, of a theme for an online game. It was, it's just too slow. It's not the action-packed explosions tech stuff you've got on GT Online. For Red Dead 2, the main thing was the story. And you had the characters with uh, who were so memorable and whatnot. And going to the online version where you have a silent protagonist, it just doesn't work as well. Totally understandable, but I'm sorry for the people who uh, really wanted Red Dead Online to be spoiled. Like, I know the professional really loved it. Kevin Hart's NFT scams. So, this is Kevin Hart's Twitter. You know Kevin Hart, uh, dude who is mocked a lot for being short in his movies, and that seems to be the main thing that he's about. Uh, he is... 37 million followers on Twitter, 37 million. And he's gone into the, hard into this NFT stuff and look at how many likes he's getting on these NFT posts. 300, 140, all he's tweeting about is this uh, NFT stuff, but even, even stuff that he does about himself, like 300 likes, 600 likes for, oh my God, pre-sale of my NFTs. How much money are these people getting for these NFT things. Like how, how much do you think Kevin Hart is being paid to sell these scams? Like he, mu he must already be worth tens of millions of dollars. So to make it worth his time must be someone similar, right? It must be tens of millions. Where are these NFT bros getting this money now? Because it's all fallen off a cliff. Look how fucking ugly this looks. Dog's kind of cute, but it, it, uh, it's ugly as shit. <laughs> it's like, it looks like an Xbox avatar, true. I wonder if Kevin Hart ever even uses his Twitter or if it's just handled by some social media people, but who are these 37 million people following this shit? I know some of the people follow it. Why, why is CoffeeZilla creator and Whippy following Kevin Hart? But if they have 300 likes, why is it worth it for them? You can guarantee when they're signing the contracts, the uh, the managers are like, 
Uh, Kevin Hart has access to 37 million people on the, on his uh, Twitter. 37 million. That demands a premium. Got to bump that up by a few million. People who aren't savvy may not look at the Twitter and be like, oh, 37 million people. That's a lot of people, son. It's going to add for NFTs. Why are they still trying? There must be some of these NFT bros that actually believe. I mean, like who, who make the NFTs? Because like who wouldn't just cut and run at this point? You got away with the scam for this long. I suppose there's still going to be some people out there trying to do the scam themselves, right? Aren't NFTs dead? There are still some people who are in the cult really into NFTs, dude. They had a convention recently. Hyper Aphantasia. So we talk about Aphantasia sometimes. Uh, there was a period where I talked about it way too much. It's basically where people don't have a mind's eye. They can't envision things in their head. Like right now I can envision a square while looking at you. Uh, I can make it into a cube and then I can spin it in my head. The simple test is think of in your head a red star. You have to close your eyes if you like, you can do whatever you want. Everyone exists in one of these six camps. So either you can see nothing, you can see like a faint outline of a star, you can see the outline of the star, but you can't really fill it in. You can fill it in, but there's no color. Five, you there's a little bit of color, and six, um, you got full super color red star. I'm somewhere like here. I can do color, but it's hard to do color. And I'm bad with faces as well. It's like the stories that I tell, uh, it's almost like the faces just assumed. Like I have to try hard to see a face in my mind. But like I'm, I'm somewhere here so I can so I can sit and like play out a story for myself. Like I can have Sonic running up and punching Mario in the face and whatnot. But the more complicated I make the story, the harder it is to keep the details. But I found out that there's something called hyper aphantasia. So aphantasia is the complete lack of mental imagery. Hyperaphantasia is the condition of having extremely vivid mental imagery. It is the opposite condition of aphantasia where mental visual imagery is not present. The experience of hyperaphantasia is more common than aphantasia and has been described as vivid as real seeing. That sounds so cool. Of course, the only way to test it though is self-reported questionnaires. So self-reports are, you know, the best we can have for mental stuff like that, but uh, still. Any, do any of you have a hyperaphantasia? <laughs> of course, I mean, I can't believe you because you're a Twitch chat, but you know. Sure you do chat. Whatever. I just thought that was interesting. How my content impacts my happiness. I've realized one of the things that makes me happy, chat, is when I feel like I'm making good content. Feel really good about myself and I'm like, yeah, I totally get why people watch me. That makes so much sense. But right now, uh, I don't think my content's very good. The only reason you guys are watching me is because you can't be bothered finding anything different. At least it's true for a lot of you. And uh, that makes me feel bad. Like I want to make good stuff. And when I'm not making good stuff, I feel bad. Like there's just so much stuff I want to make. And uh, I feel ill-equipped. The content I make when I'm in a good mood, have energy and stuff is so fucking good. I can watch that content back myself and laugh at my own jokes and I feel witty and all that jazz. But the days where I'm mentally feeling slow, I don't have any energy and stuff. It's just, oh, just some garbage, you know. Life of Boris and I'm quitting videos. So there's this YouTuber, right? His name is Life of Boris. You may know of him because he has a... Uh... All rise for her bath. Never fear, Boris is here. Uh, and he made a video yesterday saying how like uh, he's making a new channel 
and he's going to be moving into doing gaming stuff because his current channel is not doing well algorithmically. When I look at his content, nothing seems like special about it. Like the thumbnails don't particularly stand out and stuff. I'm sure it's good content and he's getting like 5 million plus views. But from his history, like he was doing so much better and he's slowly declining. And so I feel like it, it seems so he just feels like he needs to do something drastic to uh, improve things. But more than this though, he doesn't get nearly as much money per view as like I do or someone from America does or, you know. If you're from a Western country, you are getting far more money per view than basically anywhere else in the world. But it's funny because every single time a YouTuber makes one of those videos where they're like, I'm quitting, the videos always go viral. All their old viewers go, oh my God, he's quitting and they click. All people like me who don't really know the YouTubers are like, oh my God, there's really huge, huge YouTubers quitting. I wonder why. And they click and all the current audience is like, oh my God, they're quitting. But I love watching this stuff and they click. I think I got one recently for Captain Sparkles as well. Oh yeah, Mystery Busyers just said in chat, Captain Sparkles did something similar recently. It almost feels like it'd be a good tactical move. Like every three years, just make a video saying, I'm quitting. It's gone. I'm done. Because <laughs> you couldn't do it too frequently or people wouldn't click it because they'd be like, oh, he's doing that fucking video again where he says he's quitting. Sparkles didn't quit. He doesn't quit anymore. Yeah, but the video was titled that way. The scam behind primitive construction videos. Oh yeah, did you guys see that video by uh, Sunny V2? Now obviously I'm not a huge fan of Sunny V2 because of his supportive reactors, but he has made some good videos and I respect the how he's got down that uh, celebrity commentary video kind of format. He's got that down to an ass, right? He's got a team of researchers and stuff, you know. But he recently released one talking about the those guys who build stuff not the legit dude from Australia. It's a primitive technology is real, but there's a bunch of people who like fake build stuff. So there's like hard jump cuts between days. And in between those days, apparently they're using like machinery and like dozens of people and stuff. Like I've seen these amazing buildings that people have built apparently by themselves. Uh, and I never really thought about it. I was like, oh, that's a thing, I suppose. Who cares? Learning there's like a seedy underbelly of scamming and, and deceased to, to build these things and pretend like it was made by two people. It, it's just dumb. Why is it, chat, that it seems as though like everything has like a seedy underbelly? Everything, once you dig it that little bit deeper, is a fucking scam. Or someone's being hurt and exploited. It feels as though something cool and wonderful will start and there'll be legit excitement and genuine people doing it. And then just over time, it just becomes more and more exploited, exploited and slimy and greedy and stuff. And that just seems to be how capitalism is. Well, yeah, moles have no place in maximizing profits. Yeah. Your normal isn't necessarily everyone else's. Like imagine that you live your entire life being unaware your normal is not everyone else's normal. I saw someone say that recently, right, where a certain percentage of people have like, almost like static over their eyesight. Like they can see fine, but it's like a staticky TV. So there's like little flecks and stuff in their vision all the time. And, and people just assume this is how everyone is until they learn that this is something that only affects like a small portion of people. It, oh, here's an example for me. When I see lights, they have like, they like spike out in different directions because I have astigmatism in my eyes. I have contacts that corrects it, 
but uh, it, it's never exactly perfect. I didn't know for my life that this is not what lights look like to most people. And we all have these kind of things, you know. Finally getting my blinds. I finally talked to a person and it looks like we're a go for getting me some curtains. Well, actually I'm getting blinds. So, he, so originally I wanted to get block out curtains, but the person was like, ah, well, you know, you still have some light around the side and I didn't really want that. So I'm like, okay, what can I get that will have pure blockage? And the interior zip track block out blinds are the only things that do that because they go into like a track and it like perfectly seals. But getting those, I realized that there was a, like I would have a choice. Either my window would be entirely uncovered or it would be entirely covered. And I was like, but that means that people from the street can just look into my house and that's fucking weird. But it turns out you can have like two screens, one like perfect block out and another one that's a only a small amount of sheer covering. So people can't see inside and so lights let in. So I finally got that all sorted and it's gonna be like three weeks until it all gets built. And I am so fucking excited, chat. I know how it's gonna look, it's gonna be black and it's gonna be all around the house, we'll see. But my mother has also turned me onto these uh, apparently you can get like a project manager for your house and you just say, I want this, 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 and this, and this, and this. And then they'll organize people to come and build that stuff for you. And I'm like, oh, sweet. That sounds really good because understand the house that I bought chat, it's one of those houses that is built on mass. So this house looks the same basically as the house next door and the house there. Small differences, but they're built all at the same time with the, like, not cheap parts necessarily, but parts that suit the purpose. They're not fancy. They're not anything more than you need. Out the back, I just have a slab of cement. I don't have a pergola or something. You know, the bathroom is a perfectly serviceable bathroom, but there's nothing special about it. I'm looking at this like, well, I own the house now, so I can build stuff that I actually want. But I don't know how to handle getting all that done. So if I get this project manager, then I'll be golden, I guess. Replacing my acoustic foam with acoustic panels. My old foam that I had on the walls was a weird combination of different types of foam and it always looked amazingly terrible. I'm gonna get acoustic panels. Acoustic panels are better at absorbing sound, uh, the reverberations, the echo, than foam. But it's far more expensive. What I wanted to do was just massively overkill it, put sound absorption panels on literally every inch of my walls. But apparently if you do too much, the sound becomes dead because there should be some reverberation, just not as much as in a room with nothing in it, you know? Right now I'm getting 20 panels and I hope that's enough because sound absorption panels uh, work in more frequencies than does foam. So like, it should absorb more wavelengths of sound, but I'm not sure it's gonna absorb as much. I don't know. At the very least, the room will look good. Heated towel racks for my bathroom. I had um, the electrician over yesterday and he's installed in my bathroom's heated towel racks because my old towel racks were awful. They weren't properly affixed to the wall. They fell out multiple times. There was so much glue over the wall on the wall to keep them in there. I got them removed and uh, the wall patched up and uh, then I had the heated towel racks installed and they're not that great. For their price, like, yeah, my towel's a little bit warm now and it is good in terms of fighting bacteria, potentially building up on your towel and stuff, but they're not like really, really warm. 
The gods like me having long hair. It happened again, chat. I need to get a haircut and there's been flooding preventing me from going to my hairdresser. The last time I got a haircut, I had to delay it like two weeks because of flooding. And now one another haircut, again have to delay it for flooding. It's like there's a deity that really likes me having long hair. And so they are sending floods to prevent me from cutting my hair. Random stuff that I've purchased. This is something I purchased. It's a laser. And what it does is it uh, measures the, the distance between the back of the device and uh, whatever I push it against. It's so like, it is 1.936 meters from this device to my wall. Uh, sick of using a tape measure. I bought a, hopefully a better mount for my phone in my car. My car, how much did my car cost chat? I can't even remember. Very expensive, does not have a phone holder. I'm having to buy like a third party thing that uh, slots into the CD drive. Like who even uses CDs in cars anymore? I bought a compressed air gun. for uh, cleaning PC parts and stuff. I have bought furniture. My downstairs no longer looks bad. I have two recliners, one a one-seater and one a two-seater. No one will ever use them, but my downstairs now looks normal. Can we get a new house? Though? Yeah, when everything is set up and my room is painted and all that jazz. Be sure to like and subscribe. Also leave a comment if you have something on your mind. My feed gives them to me from all over my channel. It doesn't matter how old the video is. I wish you all the best.